Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm here Thursday. It's a beautiful day. And what is coming to mind is this concept around thought, feeling, action. So I was talking to some friends yesterday, and uh, someone's actually going over to Germany to take a new job. And her and I were talking about time management and how she wants to get better about it, but doesn't, you know, she, it's not necessarily a tactical approach. It's not like it's, she knows that you need to be organized. You need to have lists of stuff that what you want to get done. She got, she's got all that stuff, but she gets so, so many things going on at any given point that she doesn't really get to go through it all. And before she knows it, the end of the day, looking back, doesn't have anything done didn't accomplish anything that, that she wanted to get done. And so the thing that came up for me and we were talking a little bit is, is around this idea of thought, feeling, action. And so there's a lot of truth in this whole model just across the board. I talk about this in a very discreet piece of thought, feeling, action within just time management. But the, the excuse me, the idea of thought, feeling, action can be applied to pretty much it's limitless you can apply it to any any aspect of life but popular action and the explanation is whatever it is that you think has to be in alignment with your feelings your emotions in order to have the actions that come about so what do i mean by that so an example is have you ever had a situation or known anybody smoking is a great example so either you yourself or know somebody who has smoked that was or is smoking and is trying to get you know kick the habit their thoughts are i want to kick smoking i want to stop smoking i want to live a healthier life um i want my lungs back i want to be able to exercise without wheezing um maybe it's just it's too bloody expensive and and they don't they can't afford it anymore so those are the thoughts basically around I want to quit smoking. The emotion is what does smoking really mean to them? And that is completely person to person dependent. And what I mean by that is whenever he or she lit up the first cigarette for the first time, there was some motivating factor that enabled them to actually Click the lighter, take the first swig, or not swig, I guess swig is drinks, but the first puff, and from that point forward, gave them some type of emotional response that they associated with smoking. And so those emotions, depending on what that is for that person, if those aren't in alignment with their thoughts of wanting to give up smoking, then the action will always be mixed, and they'll they'll be in the wagon of, you know, they'll be on and off the wagon of, of smoking because their willpower, their sure, their sheer willpower of quitting smoking will work for a small period amount of time. Could be a week, could be a couple days, could be a couple hours, could even be, you know, a month or a year. But if they haven't wrestled with the fact that their thoughts and their feelings aren't in alignment, then it's only a matter of time before the action is going to come back to staying in their current situation. And so said differently is when people get to the point of 
changing the emotional response that they get from smoking. Said differently is if they start to associate smoking with with poison and pain and death and and whatever pain center that's there, and associates the the not smoking with some type of an emotional response that is really motivating to them: longer life, healthier, better lungs, family members. Could be kids or grandkids wanting to be able to be there for them when they, as they grow up.、Um, could be pets. Could be spouses. Could be could could be anything. And and I say could be anything because until you actually have that conversation with that individual themselves of knowing what it is that really drove them, saying you should quit smoking because of you know it's it's better for your health. Well, that is true. That is a true statement, but it's not true for them. And I say it's not true for them because they they may know that that is true, but they don't feel as a they they don't feel an emotional charge that is compelling enough of a reason in order to go change the change their decision. And so it's that's that's why a lot of times people say like, well, you know, it's a lot of vagueness. Well, it's vagueness for for a reason. I give examples of how it could be. True for somebody, but unless I know the actual person and can really dig into what's coming up for them specifically, and that's why I say everything is really a custom-made solution. You have all these products out there that are generalities, and it's great that some things hit them at certain times, but that's how a lot of different products across the whole board, you know, will get motivated to get into the gym for ten minutes or a week or a year or something. But unless we Come to grips, and we start changing and aligning our thoughts and our feelings. We won't get sustainable actions that are easy to have in life, as opposed to kind of fragmented or very difficult. And so, going back to that example, my friend with time management, we only talked very briefly, so I don't really quite know the actual thoughts and feelings there. But my guess is that it comes into. There's so many different things going on that she writes them all down, and then she just becomes overwhelmed. And then what that means is that you become so overwhelmed with your list that you've created that there's no motivating factor to cross off any of them other than the shoulding, right? So then you start shoulding all over yourself, which isn't a great place to be. I should go do this. I need to go do this. I want to go do this, but that's not that's not really compelling of enough reason. I, you know, we all should be doing. Things differently, and we all need to be doing things. We all want a lot of different things in our life, but it's not enough of a compelling reason in order to actually move that needle in life. And so, you know, after her and I talked, it kind of spawned the idea of, well, maybe what I could do is start creating like a masterclass around this concept of time management, because a lot of people have a lot of different methods, and sometimes they do need actual methods. They they do need some type of a strategic piece of it, some type of whether it's a planner, whether it's、um, you know online. It could be digital. It could be paper. But there there are there is a habit piece to this. There is an actual piece of habit that needs to be generated there. But it's the emotional response that is, gets associated with it that really helps get it to stick, and that. Way to get it to really stick is to work with them individually, like one-on-one. So the masterclass would be more or less like group talking with kind of one-on-one follow-up to to go through and work each 
you know, what's really coming up for you specifically. So that way it's a custom made solution. I don't have to tell everybody that, you know, the, you know, one-on-one on information that I can just tell a whole group at one time, the different methods, different ways, maybe some, some philosophy, you know, some philosophy behind habits and sort of how we as humans create habits or how we need to break habits in order to move ourselves forward. But then as far as the specifics of what's really coming up for them, working one-on-one to make sure that whatever system that's out there, because there's a ton of different systems out there for time management, it's which one is going to work best for you and why. So I think that's going to be something that I'll be working on um, as a future master class. And I would love to get anybody's feedback on that because I think that really when people come down to the time and money are two very important things in life and we don't really take the time to become masters of them and it's and it's not really anybody's fault it's it's this you know when you go through school they kind of do time management for you you have to be at certain places at certain times so they kind of make that as a you know thou shalt be at these times at these different um you have to be at these places at certain times throughout the day. First period, second period, third period, lunch, study halls, um, sports. So sports gives a, is, a, is a great way of sort of forcing discipline. And, but again, if, if something is forced upon you, how willing are you really to receive it? Now, if it's a sport that you really love, you may not even care because you're so passionate about playing soccer. Let's say soccer is an example. You may be so passionate about playing soccer that the whole time management piece of having to practice three hours a day and eating the right nutrition and stretching beforehand and after and icing and, and all the things that goes along with becoming an, an you know elite athlete is maybe just completely fine with you because you have such an emotional charge for that. But if you're you like soccer but you don't absolutely over the moon passionate about it, then that forced discipline is just going to come back into that needs wants shoulds in life and you're not going to really you're not going to really be able to to move forward in life so there may be some some work you know future work with a master class that that'll be coming up around time management to kind of help people get their life back into controlling their own time as opposed to feeling at a loss of having time control them um and like I said, the, the whole thought, feeling, action model is, I'll talk about that in a lot of different and future episodes, because I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of power in just a simple concept. And it's not easy. I, I mean, a lot of times I'll say this is simple. It's not, it's simple, but it's not easy in order to actually incorporate. It's simple to say thought, feeling, and action. The complexities on the execution piece of it comes to more of again what is what are, what are your thoughts what are truly your thoughts which kind of goes into yesterday's podcast of taking an area of your life what are your thoughts really about that like what's really coming up for you digging deep into some specific area of life that is repeated every single day and then emotionally what emotional charges is is bringing up on it because just because something's good for you or should be good for you or you know, society tells you that you need to go do that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be over the moon, happy, excited, motivated, and really driven in order to go do what you need to go do 
to move the needle forward. So those are those are my thoughts on at least the thought feeling action model and how that can kind of tie into some real day life examples. That same type of mindset of that thought feeling action model I used before with people uh, working out. And I actually had a client one time that was talking about how one of his goals was to, to run another half marathon. And he knew what he needed to do. He's done it before. He needs to train. He needs to run X amount. He needs to have certain nutrition. He needs to have all these different things put in place in order to get him to the point of being able to run a half marathon comfortably. So he knew all what he needed to go do. He just wasn't going to do it. Every single day he'd wake up and there'd be some excuse as far as why he doesn't want to go run or why he can't run or joints hurt or it's too hot outside or whatever thing that kind of came up for him that day. And he and he wouldn't ever move forward with it. And so in digging and in, in working through the specifics of it, we, you know, what we found was he didn't really, he, he valued doing a half marathon once just to say that he's done it. But after he's done it, it's, it doesn't really bring any joy. And he is really more driven from working out to, you know, just to be able to be healthier and to be around for his kids. Well, there's a lot of different ways around, you know, doing that, you know, being, you know, being exercised, you know, being that type of athlete in a lot of different facets. It doesn't always have to be just, you know, train and run, you know, 10 miles a day. And so what we ended up working through was that was his emotional charge. So it made sense that when his thoughts were, I need to go run a half marathon. Notice I said the word need. His emotion was, I don't really care. I've done it. So it's not like a big challenge. It's not a big thing for me. I know that I can go do it. I just don't really have that burning desire to go do it. Well, then it makes absolute sense that Every day that he would get up and say he needs to go run 10 miles or nine miles or 13 miles or even three or four miles, he wouldn't get out there to run because it was more of an obligation. Coming from a place of an obligation as opposed to coming from a place of true passion. And so when we switched that emotional connection for him in his mind, built a new neuro connection in his mind of, I'm going to go exercise because I want to be there for my kids. And I'm going to be in pain. You know, one of the things that he told me is he's going to be in pain whether he exercises or doesn't exercise. One pain is a choice and the other pain is, you know, coming basically from inactivity. You know, so the pain is he's either going to choose to be in pain because he's going to go run, he's going to go cycle, he's going to go lift. And the next day his muscles are going to be sore. So he can either choose that kind of pain or if he does absolutely nothing, then when he wakes up in the morning, his joints are sore. Um, muscles are tight because he's just been lethargic and kind of laying around instead of actually going and in charge in life. And so when we wrapped up a couple of these different things and had that as, as his motivating reason of what's coming up for him specifically, I, uh, you know, call it a month later, we had talked and caught back up and he had said, he's, he's been back on the wagon. He has been cycling him and his wife have been cycling you know, pretty much every day. And he has a new passion for working out and kind of exercising, which gave him the result that he wanted. His his end result, his end game was he wanted to be able to 
be around for his kids and that was the motivating factor that got him out of bed every morning and said I need to you know I I choose to go in the gym because I'm going to be there for my kids not because some obligation of running half marathon or whatever the you know the excuse or the the reason or shoulds that we put on ourselves so hopefully that I shared that story mainly because a lot of people don't quite understand how sometimes coaching works and sometimes how the things that we know we should do we don't do even though no matter how much we really want them to and so that's a perfect example of how exercise something we all know that we need to go do we should go do we should want to go do because it's going to give us longevity in life but it's something emotionally coming up for us that is keeping us from getting into the gym every single day and it's not you know we always like to throw onto ourselves well it's because i don't have a workout partner i don't have a workout plan or i don't have this i don't have that like there's so many other different things those are the reasons that are coming up for why i'm not exercising and that may be a piece of it but the bigger piece that you have to ask yourself is how many more times are you going to not allow yourself to live that life that you really dream about again coming from that first podcast of the two mind concept letting the one mind talk you out of why you're not good enough why you can't go do that why you're not ready to go work out or you're going to listen to the growth oriented mind that's talking about having getting into to perfect health so that you're the best husband that you can be the best um, partner the best father the best grandfather role model for your community that you can be So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that got some motivating juices going in you because I know I am. I know I'm jazzed every time that I talk about this stuff. I'm super passionate about this stuff. I'm really passionate about helping people move the needle forward in their life because I feel like too many of us have just become complacent not because we purposely said I'm going to stop moving forward in life but because some type of emotional charge has come up for you. that has prevented you from moving forward and little by little it's causing you to slow down in life. Um so anytime I can help anybody move forward into an area of life that brings them more passion, more love, more happiness, fulfillment, it's been a good day. So hopefully that's motivating, hopefully that's charging and until next time, keep moving forward and save the life. And as always, if you ever want to reach out, you can email me at eric dot usco y u s k o at manofclass.com you can check out my website manofclass.com or manofclassacademy.com both of them have a mix of business and personal items up there and on instagram it's at eric usco and on facebook it's at manofclassbrothers so until next time um cherish the life savor the life and enjoy the rest of your day later guys